welcome to the 50th episode of Schwa! Are we doing something special? You know what? Every week is special, fam. <laughs> Translation, no! No! We don't have anything planned. Well, the show didn't either, to be fair. Yeah, they didn't celebrate this with this us. This is their 50th episode, too. And uh-huh. Well, it is what it is. You don't get to celebrate till 100. Yeah, there's an episode trapped in a bag. <laughs> Sunshine in a bag. <laughs> anything yeah sure <laughs> okay please i'm your cousin your mother abandoned the family and stole the book of shadows i'm here to get it back uh so uh tonight we watch season three episode nine no hablo brujeria brujeria were they saying brujeria the whole time or brujeria i feel like i'm uh, saying it wrong i don't know <laughs> i think it's brujeria <laughs> maybe uh either way um speaking of titles um i didn't mention last time i kind of spaced it when we were recording but um so last episode uh it was called oh the tangled web uh Mm. but that was a change from the original title uh which we had mentioned at the end of the last episode and then i didn't remember but um so it used to be called 99 problems and a witch ain't one (laughs) but uh according to twitter they had some legal issues (laughs) so they had to change it oh (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, in case anyone uh, was curious, uh, no, they didn't skip an episode. We didn't skip an episode. That's what last week was. Okay. But they had to change it. <laughs> Happy 50th! Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you want to jump into this, Phelan? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, the first scene. Macy and Harry uh, are in the attic... They are uh, looking at the tablet that has just been reunited, the two pieces, so they're trying to translate that. Uh, During the process, they quote Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract. (laughs) Sorry, Paula Abdul and Scat Cat, MC Scat Cat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're like, we take two steps forward, two steps back, something Uh, like that. (laughs) Thought it was by Neelix and Tuvok. Uh, that's Tuvix's attract. It is a distinct song. <laughs> so yeah, they're basically they're frustrated. They can't figure this out. Harry's like, well, it turns out this tablet's in extinct demon language. <laughs> so uh, what does that mean, though? Like, mm. so there's like demonic languages that like the demons went extinct and no one can translate them anymore. Like, I guess. I mean, I guess there's, there's like th- dinosaur demons. Yeah, there's very demon races that I guess died out. Especially if they just go to get their marriage consolation from their demon leader and they get thrown out a window for no reason. <laughs> you know what? They're, they're, everything's just been a mess in the demon world forever. They, when are they going to get their shit together? <laughs> they could have used Fenric the Vile to figure out some of the filing and stuff instead of all, all this shit's going on with the canes. Yeah. I bet that all happened with, like, Parker, too. Like, they were around, but then, like, he was too busy on Instagram, like, showing people his guitar stuff, and then, like, they were killing off all the demons, and they're like, he's like, what, bro? I don't know. Were those the last ones? Oops. Let me play a song in memoriam. (laughs) Can you imagine? They go to Fenric with a vial, and he's like, who's the demon overlord now? And they're like, oh... Let me open up Instagram for you. Like, what? <laughs> 200 years ago, I tried to take over, and now there's a fucking Instagram guitar wiener boy? <laughs> I feel so bad that I let those demons die. 
Don't worry, like he's he's pretty cool when he's in an Apple mania though. He's a pretty good ruler then. <laughs> what the fuck? Better not be my apples. <laughs> well anyway, um so uh <laughs> this tablet's in an extinct demon language, and immediately Macy's like, Ugh, oh, alright, let's go get Abigail. Uh this is the clip that they decided to show on the um the charm Twitter account as like a preview like they're like oh no we gotta go get macy or we gotta go get abigail to translate this Ugh, i just can't be bothered you do it harry all right (laughs) (laughs) i'm like is this a good is this a good promo is it (laughs) translations that no one really wants to get done (laughs) it was labeled everything leads back to abby and it's like what are people excited about that no (laughs) like why the hell did you do that? Does this entice fans to see a a, t- a minute long clip going like, "Ugh, I am miffed." Yeah, no. I hear that. I don't want to see Abigail. You have to. <laughs> don't miss the next charm, <laughs> I don't. I don't blame the people on the the Twitter account because I don't know what particular minute of screen time you could grab and say, "Hey." Check this out. <laughs> Jordan going, this is my high school. What? Well, Jordan has to go back to high school? What? And then <laughs> someone turning their head. What? <laughs> on the next change. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. There you go. Do your next promo like that, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little conflicted on this episode um, as far as uh, Macy's character goes, because there's this whole subplot with her and Jordan, and a lot of it has to do with um, connecting over blackness. I don't know if they necessarily say it um, um, as obviously as that, but that's what it is. You know, there's this stereotype about angry black people. Why are you so angry all the time? Or you have to make sure that you are, as they put it, exceptional or you get this backlash. Um, mm. And so a lot of this is about like, you have the right to be angry. You don't have to always bottle it in. Um, right. It's also, yeah, just about them, you know, pending stuff up and not releasing it too. Yeah. But it, but a lot of it does connect to their blackness, which is why at the ending they have um, that talk about, it's nice to talk to someone who understands without having to explain it. Mm-hmm. So, so there is that underlying it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I, Macy's character is, it's just, it's hard for me to get behind her these days because mm-hmm. she's either boring or angry. And I don't want to like feed into any stereotypes. I just feel like as a character, she's lost a lot of this vibrancy that she had. Does she's that make sense? Being grouchy for no reason, like at times with Jordan and stuff too. It's like when they get thrown in the magic bag dimension <laughs> and she's like, yeah. oh, this is based on you because you got in front of me. Like, so yeah. she's mad this isn't based on her. <laughs> yeah, she does say a lot of things that are kind of jerky things. Though I think, I guess to be fair, I think this is because the episode is trying to push toward her asking him why he isn't angry and she's still upset about the stuff with the Shea group. So I think part of that's just kind of I don't, yeah, not necessarily I, bad writing, but clunky writing. It's definitely clunky. Like, yeah. and just because she's mad at the Shea group, like, it's just, they make her mad at everyone else without cause. 
Yeah. It's like she can be dealing with that without just lashing out at anyone for saying anything. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's just human, though. Well, just yeah, to lash to out. To a degree, yeah. But I mean, like, for no reason, like, there's more understandable times for her to be lashing out if <laughs> something gets her upset, you know. It's just like, uh, hi, Macy, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think part of it's just the way that this show... It's just clunky. The show's clunky. Like, I get what they're getting at, but it's like, I don't know, mixed emotions on this. Yeah, we were talking about that last episode, too, and, like, that woman, she was just, like, a, an independent contractor, right? Hired by a Carman Corp. So, yeah, she was damage control. Like, she was there to kind of fix their image up. Yeah, so it didn't make any sense that she'd be allowed to kick Macy out of a Carman Corp building. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. With security. Like, she's an actual employee of them, and this woman wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, well, she would be hired by them. Like, she's yeah, hired as part of the damage not, control. Yeah, but someone who's an independent contractor isn't suddenly in charge of your building. Yeah, it depends, I guess, what building they were in. It was for the Shea Group, yeah? It, yeah, I'm pretty sure it said their name on the front of it. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure on the hierarchy here, but yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense but mm -hmm. but anyway back to the bag story <laughs> to the bag story we've been jumping around a little bit so uh basically they got to go get abigail to translate this uh tablet macy is like look i don't want to deal with her she's done a lot of shit harry can you do it <laughs> he's like all right i guess <laughs> so um harry leaves and uh the doorbell rings and uh macy goes downstairs and it's george or binks <laughs> Uh, he's looking for Maggie, uh, but she's at class. I don't know why he wouldn't know that, because she probably has a pretty set schedule. Um, yeah. But uh, they're like, well, Maggie's going to be home a little bit, so why don't you just wait? And he's like, all right, so I think maybe I can like end my curse. I'm kind of working on some stuff about this curse thing, so I need Maggie's help for that. Uh, he accidentally touches Macy. They get zapped, and uh, she bitches at him for being careless. Yeah. He's like, you gotta be more careful. I understand a little bit. I mean, it's been a while, and he's still like, ooh. Well <laughs> Okay. I understand in one way if this was ever consistent, but it's not. And like in the next shot, Macy and Jordan are like standing shoulder to shoulder. So they're closer oh, yeah. than they were in this last shot where it's like, oh, you can't get that close. Anyway, we're right beside each other. Well, I think he, he touched her, though, right? When they got zapped? No, he just kind of got close. They were like, uh -huh. you know, a bit apart. And then the zap uh -huh. happened between them. And then they were standing closer than that in the next shot. I'm like... Yeah, I don't blame Jordan, I guess, because this thing isn't consistent. <laughs> <laughs> it just does it when it's funniest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no allergy. It's just funny doing it this way. <laughs> so they hear some glass breaking, uh, and they and run it's in to Austin. see what's <laughs> 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 I need the Book of Shadows, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> If you're ready for WrestleMania, give me a hell yeah! Uh, the world's worst Steve Austin impersonation is over. What? <laughs> Maggie 316. <laughs> says me, 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 me. It says it's the year of me. <laughs> uh, so they hear some glass breaking. They uh, run in and this uh, mysterious woman in a cloak is uh, in the house, and she tries to zap Macy with a spell, but Jordan jumps in the way! And that uh, brings us to the opening credits. 
After that, uh, Mel and Maggie uh, come into the house. Uh, they're talking about school stuff. Nothing that really relates to anything in the episode. Um, they're like, well, uh, where's Jordan at? He like texted me to say that he was waiting for me. Should have been here. Mel's like, I don't know, maybe he's dead. And Maggie's like, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> that would track. <laughs> you notice like um, Mel's sh- jacket is like kind of like, it's open and the flaps kind of hang out so mm. that from the profile, like it's like covers up everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a flappy jacket. <laughs> so, uh, but where is Jordan? Uh, Jordan is with Macy. Uh, they're in a hyper exposed version of Jordan's high school. Like the, yeah. the exposure is way up. So it's kind of bright. Yeah. It's got all that soft lighting. It's like they're in heaven version of high school. Yeah. Very I don't know, I feel like they could have gone with a different way to make this look weird. They could have just had normal coloring and not tinted it like the ugly colors the show usually has, and they'd be like, oh. Yeah, whoa, why does this (laughs) look normal? (laughs) That's different. Yeah. I guess it's a way, especially because this episode jumps around a lot like all of them do, to kind of make it visually distinct, so to be like, okay, this is not in the real world. Yeah. But yeah, I think maybe if you just did the soft lighting, even to a degree without the overexposure, it would have worked as making it feel kind of off. Yeah, it's a little ugly, but the show is a little ugly in yeah. general. I just I felt it made it too much like, you know, a heaven looking <laughs> like thing. they were dead. Yeah, I'm just like, what? <laughs> I do think it's ugly, but yeah, you're right. It does kind of give a different vibe like they died. But um, anyway, uh, they're there in the high school. Jordan's like, hey, there's my old girlfriend. There's all this stuff. Uh, someone bumps into him and is like, hey, what's up, Jordan? So he's quantum leaped into his younger self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With only Macy. <laughs> that only he yeah. can see in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this quantum Jordan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Macy, why haven't I leaped? <laughs> you gotta break the curse first, Jordan. <laughs> She, yeah, she's the she's got to put right what once went wrong with Mortimer Muffins. Yeah, and then he can leap out, and Macy is the hologram in this yeah, situation. Exactly, it's exactly how it went too. Yeah. <laughs> so this should be your favorite episode of Reboot Charmed ever. <laughs> well, I can tell you it wasn't. <laughs> Quantum leap. That's quantum leap? Uh-huh, that yeah. It needs to have like 100% more Galvin in it <laughs> to make me like it. <laughs> this is wild. I'm back. This is wild. If he saved Galvin in this flashback, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Before they could put right what once went wrong, um, Macy bitches at him for trying to save her. Like, yeah, because you jumped in front of me. We're all we're both in here. Yeah. No, it's about Idiot. you. <laughs> <laughs> now we're stuck in your stupid high school. <laughs> this could have been about me, Jordan. <laughs> It's a very Maggie moment for Macy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's mad at each other in this episode. and Everyone's kind of mad at each other in general, aren't they? Yeah. Or annoyed or smug. Though they get over it really quick in one instance. <laughs> the, a lot of them get over things very easily in this episode, actually. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Never mind. <laughs> hey, well, here's our favorite character, Abby. Good old Abby. My Abby. Uh, She's being smug. You'll be surprised to know. What? Not our Abigail. I will say this. um, There were points in this episode where I could see a different version of Abigail that's more tolerable because she wasn't 
smug because of magic, mm-hmm. sort of. It wasn't great, but it wasn't Slightly. smug, and I think that made her less annoying to me. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I think they could have improved on, too. Like, if when they met the, the other demon guy, if she was never on top with him, that would have helped, I think, too. If she was never on top with him? Like, she never felt like she was the one in control of that situation if this guy was scary to both of them. Oh, yeah. Well, one thing about this episode, I'll say, I feel like they had... I think all of this, the the plots really had potential. I don't think they were really bad plots, but um, I, I think, think there wasn't enough time for all of them because like all of them seemed very rushed because you have three plots that could have been their own episodes yeah i agree there is like a good idea of maybe a couple episodes sandwiched in what we actually got here (laughs) like even the abigail stuff i feel like there is a a plot in there that could have been something i don't like Mm -hmm. abigail but there's stuff in there that was interesting to me even liked the idea with this guy, what was his name? Like, Fenwick the Mean or something? <laughs> <laughs> Fenwick the Weenie. <laughs> yeah, Fenwick the Weenie. What was the actual name? Fenric the Vile. Fenric the Vile. <laughs> My autocorrect kept changing it to generic. <laughs> generic the Vile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, generic the Vile. I thought there was something interesting there. <laughs> There was something. I feel like, um, and especially because they're Monsters of the Week, tend to be monsters of the W-E-A-K lately. <laughs> so I feel like there was something kind of interesting with that. that like, mm-hmm. I, I would have wanted to see more, but all of the plots were crammed into yeah. 40 minutes. So Did this guy give you any um, Brent Spiner as Dr. Nooney and Soong vibes? <laughs> now he does. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> pretty good i wish they'd gotten him he's way too good for this though yeah well, i <laughs> saw him for like a that, split like... second i was like oh, was that brent smile oh, no of course it's not <laughs> if it was old charmed maybe they could have swung him but this show ain't getting any notable <laughs> guest stars <laughs> uh so yeah uh, she's being smug um harry is asking her for help with the translation she calls him harold <laughs> And uh, she's like, well, I can't read this tablet, uh, but I know who can. Fenrig the Vile. He's at I, White I wrote Castle, Fen- Harold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote uh, Fennec the Vile at one point, too. <laughs> he's a Fennec fox. <laughs> uh, Fenrig the Vile is, um, he's pretty old, and he tried to uh, overthrow the demon overlord centuries ago. He was pretty violent, uh, pretty bad dude. And uh, Abigail's like, well... I'll help you out with this because uh, I think that my demon self trying to to kill myself is a reckoning here. I got to redeem myself. So I think like if I help you out, this will be part of my path to redemption. And Mm -hmm. I think like this is good that she is taking active steps to redeem herself, not just talking about it and saying, you love me, you love me, you love me. Mm -hmm. Um, It really bothers me that this seems like a warmed over version of Macy's plot and Macy doesn't mention this anymore that she used to be part demon Mm -hmm. yeah it's a real loss just to ignore that 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 was everything like if you have to have abigail do it like this is better than they've been doing but the the whole just the fact that it's happened at all just kind of rubs me the wrong way Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, uh, so she's going to help him with that. Um, Mel and Maggie uh, hear someone in the house. So they go upstairs and they find that uh, that witch in the hood. Uh, she's looking around trying to find uh, the Book of Shadows. She casts a spell at them. Uh, Maggie hits her with her magic staff that she just remembered. How long has it been since that <sighs> has been around? Quite a while. Like... We were just talking about it, too. We were like, what happened to their weapons? Yeah. And because uh, the writers are listening to the podcast and they rush this episode out. Yeah. They're like, wait, throw that into a scene. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're starting to notice. Get that staff back, quick. Get that staff back. Hey, what about uh, what about Mel's whatever knives? What did she have? Nice. <laughs> some weapon. Yeah, that, something something like sharp, that. anyway. Yeah. Her pointy things. Anyway, those haven't been mentioned again. They're Mel's just gone. thumbtacks. <laughs> <laughs> Mel's uh, breast dagger <laughs> from Xena. <laughs> um, so anyway, she's like, hey, don't hit me. I'm your cousin. I'm your second cousin. Josefina! Dun, dun, dun. Some of her scenes were hard for me to follow because she talks super fast. She talks in Spanglish, and I'm trying to write down every single piece of exposition they're writing <laughs> out, and they keep cutting back and forth. So mm. there's a lot going on here for me. Yeah. So uh, Maggie and Mel are interrogating her, and they're like, "Well, why don't we remember you? Like, if you're a cousin, we never heard of you." And she's like, "Well, maybe you remember me under my dead name." It turns out that she's trans. The actress is trans, so they have uh, a second trans uh, actor on this show now and i feel like this is better than kevin because they're yeah. doing things with her and not having her just be like hey good job mel with that book thing see ya is this because they didn't know how to actually incorporate kevin into anything so like, let's just <laughs> make another trans character oh no is kevin going the way all of like the other love interests they just keep throwing out or like <laughs> he wasn't a love interest but yeah I hope they don't just throw them away. I hope they figure out something. I don't know. Maybe that was it. And they were like, well, how about we add another, like, family member so we keep the family theme in here, but we have, like, another mm -hmm. witch to add to the mix or something. Maybe. Uh, Josefina's introduction is really not good. She's annoying, but yeah. I, I think on purpose, so... Eh. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, like, it is a little bit hard to get behind her yeah, at first. It's an alienating, and then people forgive her for no reason. Well, she's got kind of that chip on her shoulder about, like, family business, which I suppose you could say parallels maybe the Jordan thing a little bit. Yeah, kinda? but it's not like you go, someone pops in, you're like, hey, who are you? Oh, I'm your cousin. I kidnapped another family member and one yeah. of your friends. And you're like, yeah, she's oh. a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit short-sighted. How old is she supposed to be? Did they say? I don't know if they said. I'm going to look up what, how old the actress is. I don't... She seems pretty young to me. She is... Oh my god, I can't do math. Uh, 25? Okay. 25. Okay, so I, I guess she thought I thought she was a little younger, but anyway... <laughs> I don't know. She's a little bit short-sighted with some of the stuff that she, she does. Mm. Well, it's like, she wants the Book of Shadows, so she's like, yeah, I kidnapped them, give me it back, because it belongs to my family, not yours, and your mom's terrible. Like, another reason <laughs> that our mom's terrible? <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of reasons to be mad at her mom, but she's just like, 
Oh, yeah. Your mom took off from Puerto Rico and took the Book of Shadows with her, and it belongs to our side of the family. And it's like, whoop-de-doo, man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) who cares? (laughs) Like, that's not their fault. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she didn't even try to talk to Macy. It's just like, I'm immediately going to try and throw you in a bag. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like kidnapping was the first thought. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe her plan was like throw throw her in a bag and then like grab the book of shadows and just in case like that doesn't you can't find it then use that as leverage. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like she just grab it and then let them out and like. Well, yeah, obviously, it's like, I'm going to ransom people. So, you're cool. <laughs> you think, though, like, okay, so clearly some things have gone wrong, because if someone's cursed when they go in, when they go in there, it, like, it makes the, the spell unstable. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but this is a family of magic users. Mm-hmm. Someone could be cursed. Like, the chances are, like, more than zero yeah, percent that high. someone could be cursed. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe you don't want to like commit murder accidentally. <laughs> I did love like how clunkily that was thrown into there because at one point it was Phoenix like, okay, I'll take them out. And it's like, oh, I can't. Well, there'd be no reason I couldn't unless someone was cursed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like as if that is the only thing that could possibly go wrong and specifically meets this situation. Yeah, it's like, wow, what do you know? <laughs> Pretty clunky. <laughs> Forget it! I'm not doing it! This episode was badly written! Um, I mean, I don't know how else you you throw that line in there. Maybe they could be like, mentioned something about Jordan's curse, and then like she'd be like, wait, did you say he's cursed? Oh no, this means like the spell's unstable or something like that. Mm-hmm, or they just have to check into it, you know, in between yeah. scenes. Or she could have, like, listed off things that could go wrong, and they're like, wait, a curse? Yeah. That applies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, at Jordan's high school adventure, <laughs> Macy's still angry, and she says, I don't have the bandwidth for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did love that silly one. <laughs> so she's, uh, she's still upset about what happened um, with the Shea group, uh, but they see sort of a, a magic-y effect nearby, so they go after this- The magic lockers. The magic lockers? Meanwhile, Abigail and Harry uh, are off at some random monastery-looking place in the middle of nowhere, like- Looks like it's like Tibet or something, that's what I yeah, thought, too. It's, that must be where it's, it is, because there's clearly, like, some Asian influence going on there, and it's, like, in some mountains somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they go there. This is where Fenric the Vile has been exiled. Yeah. Uh, they they go in. It's very new-agey in there. Lots of mm-hmm. chill vibes. There's, like, a bunch <laughs> of weed smoke that blows out as soon as Fenric comes out. <laughs> if, if they, um... Just showed the interior and didn't show the exterior. I could have believed that this was like any sort of new age shop in Sedona. Because that's what they're all like. They got that same music playing. You got the incense, weed smoke. Yeah. Oh, man. This guy's so chill. Another person you could play, who could have played him for another wrestling reference is RVD. Just comes out. That's ah, all cool. <laughs> Fenric V. File. <laughs> Fenric the Vile was great. He's like this pleasant old man. He comes in there, he's like, hey, welcome! Yeah. What up? <laughs> Abigail's like, it's a trick! Be on guard! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abigail's just got like a fireball, like, and, like, she's all worried, and then like, he's like, hey, cool! I was gonna make some tea! Can you light this up for me? Thanks! 
Or guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, they're like, hey, aren't you Fenric the Vile? And he's just like, yeah, I used to be, but after a couple of centuries, like, yeah. I'm really, I've mellowed me out, man. I'm yeah. cool now. <laughs> Call me Fenric the Mellow now. <laughs> <laughs> Mellow Yellow's my name. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll read your tablet for you <laughs> for free. And then I'll, we- I'll read it afterwards. Um, I'll do that for sure. But I mean, what do I get in return? Like some more weed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, deal. <laughs> Abigail's like, you got to live. Real redemption here for her. <laughs> you got to live if you do it. Yeah. Cool. Immediately Being goes nice to, to Fenric the Vile. Yeah. <laughs> What did Fenric the Vile ever do to you? This is her same. This is what got her the demon overlord job. Her real, <laughs> her skills as a, a diplomat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they throw you out a window in ca- unless you translate this for us. <laughs> and he's like, "All right, cool. So I'm just gonna like read your minds now." <laughs> Puts yeah. his hands on them. So I like too. Uh, Abigail's vulnerable in some parts of this. Instead of being like, "I'm Miss Smug on top of everything." You need some mm-hmm. more moments like this. And then she immediately tries to be like, oh, I'm the demon overlord because all demon face and is throwing Fenric around a bit. It's like, I wish she couldn't have done that to him. I wish he was too powerful for that. Mm-hmm. Sirens going by real quick. They're coming to get Fenric the Vile. Yeah. <laughs> You're under arrest. <laughs> possession (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine he's like I'll translate the (laughs) I'll translate the tablet for you and they're like you violated your probation he's got weed (laughs) (laughs) he's got the weed stone (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah I agree Uh, Abigail does show some vulnerability in this episode so there's a direction. I can only give the show so much credit because every time I do, they backslide into bullshit. Mm-hmm. But here's some credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Minuscule credit. Bare minimum. Half point. E for effort. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jordan and Macy, they're examining that magic locker spot. And uh, Macy's like, hey, this spell's unstable. Uh, it's pretty warm. We might light on fire. Let's get away from this. <laughs> <laughs> And Jordan's like, hey, we need to... They figured out they need a key to get out for some reason. I'm not They're sure. They're looking at the lockers and there's like two keyholes in the weird oh, spot. So they're like, we need two keys. Oh, okay. So they <laughs> they need to go on a, a separate fetch quest here to, yeah. to get the keys to get out. It's like, I feel like if this world too was like more interesting, like a more interesting interpretation of a jumbled version of jordan's past life it could have been interesting i was glad to get some more about jordan's past because he's been a bit of an underdeveloped character at times it's just it didn't have a lot of time for any of it so you got pieces of it yeah but it didn't feel like it it had any emotional punch or not much of it because immediately you're going to the next thing yeah and the execution was clunky and like the high school part had nothing and then when they go to him being in the war it's also just it's so fast it comes off kind of silly yeah i wish that 
I really wish that all three of these plots had their own episodes, because mm-hmm. like I think all of them had potential to do something. I liked seeing him and Macy especially, because they're characters that haven't interacted that much, except for when he got super pissed at her, which they do talk about. Yeah, I <laughs> do like they addressed that. Um, well, yeah, not they didn't perfectly address it, because they acted like he was less angry than he was in that yeah, scene. Yeah, it's like, you were ju- that wasn't angry, you were miffed at best. It's like, no, he was acting super aggressive and yeah. weird. Yeah, it, it came off super hostile, so you can't pretend yeah. he, it wasn't. He also mm-hmm. says something like, yeah, well, that's the only thing that gets me mad. It's like, no, your people borrowing your first aid gets you pretty mad, too. <laughs> we saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this was partly addressing that, that people are like, he's super angry. I don't like that he's angry. And it's like, well, they're allowed to be angry sometimes. <laughs> you have to bring up the first aid thing <laughs> if yeah. you're going to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah um it's good that they they talked about this because like yeah it is a stereotype about like angry black people and that they come off aggressive or that you know someone's not smiling so that they they look like they're mean or something like that um so there's that there's also like weird characterizations like why are you stealing my first aid kit <laughs> All <this laughs> st- and between him and macy with that weird fight scene and stuff he was like a, an aggressive weirdo before oh, yeah. and i feel like this was a, a better way of, of talking about it even if they have to kind of retroactively say like he wasn't that angry th- <laughs> that's okay i would rather this than how he started mm-hmm. I, if, i'd be fine too though if they also made fun of the first aid thing in some way rather than pretend it didn't happen <laughs> Look, people are always stealing his first aid kits. Right? The, yeah. It's a scam as old as time. You know, if that if he had said that, like she goes, well, that first aid thing was pretty weird. He's like, that was like the fifth time that week someone stole my first aid kit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like something weird like that. Chick, what? <laughs> I was having a day, and then one of the flashbacks, like they go to like someone stealing his first aid kit in Afghanistan. He's like, why? <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> keeps happening <laughs> that's his backstory about why he's so possessive of first aid kids yeah it's like you can do a serious thing and then have like a little jokey bit in there too yeah yeah you can throw in one or two things that that don't undercut what's going on mm-hmm. uh, especially because the stuff with him and his like old high school girlfriend they're clearly trying to be comedic with it i don't think it really works but she's supposed to be kind of a yeah tacky flaky kind of person yeah like the joke about the first aid would have been a lot better than that because that was almost (laughs) nothing (laughs) yeah so he sees uh one of the keys uh on a necklace that his old girlfriend's wearing so uh he goes over to her and uh then we get another scene with uh fenric the vile uh who's uh reading abigail and harry's minds uh to see what they're really there for uh he lets them go abigail's pretty pissy and tries to kill him but i mean like she says she's gonna, like, cut his head off, so, I mean, like, you can't really bra- blame Fenric the Vile for that one. Mm-hmm. He's all like, I don't care. Not gonna harsh <laughs> he, my mellow, man. He, he turns into a Vulcan. He's like, killing me is illogical. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna get away of what you want. <laughs> See, they, they keep talking about, like, this whole, like, logic versus emotion, and logic without emotion is not good, and emotion without logic and this balance or whatever. Really anti-Vulcans. 
<laughs> but like he is emotional because like oh, yeah. he has because yeah, he he gets pissy at them and starts like reading their minds and then he's got these secret motives and stuff not that they don't have motives without emotions but clearly he's got some axe to grind here oh yeah he's he's also jovial too yeah yeah he comes in hey what up <laughs> yeah and yeah like once um harry and abigail get a hit of this weed stone later they act like <laughs> robots, which is not at all how he's acting. Yeah, he's had a couple centuries to kind of get a balance here. Be yeah. a little, get a little bit of emotion. Yeah, his tolerance is lower or higher than theirs now. <laughs> it's got to lay some real stink on him, but uh, yeah, <laughs> to get him to that level. <laughs> Abigail repeats more of Macy's story, uh, which I found kind of boring. Like, she's like, how do you control it, Fenric? <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> we've seen this. Fenric's like, well, I'll teach you uh, how to control this if you let me out of exile. And she's like, all right, fine, uh, we'll we'll agree to it. Uh, but she doesn't really trust him. She thinks he's up to something. Meanwhile, uh, Josefina, she can't believe that they lost the Book of Shadows. She's like, nah, you wouldn't be that dumb. You got the Book of Shadows somewhere. <laughs> you underestimate the charm when stupidity. <laughs> no, we, we assure you, we really are that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to throw um, that thing out. Oh, wait, that was the other ones. <laughs> 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 you must be kidding, aren't you? She keeps insulting their side of the family. Like, you guys, you guys are a bunch of jerks. And it's like, what? So their mom left. <laughs> and that's all they know. Like, what does that have to do with the rest of the family? Nothing. Yeah. Misblaming, just like Jordan's story. Misjudgy judge. <laughs> yeah. Getting blamed for what someone else did. I guess it all mm -hmm. ties in. Mm-hmm. It all <laughs> comes together somehow. Mel's pretty mad about this. And so, uh... So Josefina's like, all right, you get the book or you don't get Macy and Jordan back out of my magic Mary Poppins sack that I've trapped them in. <laughs> and then the, the strangest transition, <laughs> we hear like, you know how sometimes uh, between scenes you'll hear like part of a line from the next scene before you get to it. Mm -hmm. We hear Jordan going, yo. <laughs> 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 like, what? <laughs> yo. <laughs> This is, like, his second out of, like, three yo's this episode. <laughs> yo! That's his thing, saying yo. Yo, that is wild. <laughs> he goes, yo! He's, like, calling his uh, his, his girlfriend over. Uh, and he's like, hey, can I have that key necklace? Someone else wore one, so you look terrible in it. Yeah, you look like <laughs> shit. Give me that necklace. She's like, alright. <laughs> and Macy's like, you dated her? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing, I'll, next thing you know, I'll find out you dated Swan. <laughs> oh no, Swan's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> How do I explain to Swan that I insulted her? I can't face her. <laughs> Cut to Swan angrily eating a Gushers. <laughs> Drinking a Skinny Marg. Skinny Margs and Gushers. <laughs> breakfast of champions. <laughs> so uh, his old girlfriend's kind of tacky, superficial. Um, she can't see Macy because she's the hologram in this Quantum Leap scenario. <laughs> Jordan throws out his third yo of the episode. They get the key off of her. Uh, Macy makes fun of his old girlfriend. And she's like, well, how come like you keep... You don't get angry about this stuff. Like, he's just like, ah, whatever. She was how she was. She's like, why don't you get angry? Like, even after, like, I punched you, or you, I punched you when we were boxing and you didn't get angry. And he's like, what? I was angry. He's like, oh, you were just kind of miffed at me. Like, what? No, he was angry. We saw this episode. 
think that's the first thing that were like his old girlfriend like why weren't you angry at her <laughs> give me that key <laughs> yeah i don't think she said anything particularly mean she's kind no. of annoying but it wasn't worth getting angry over no it's a weird especially thing when that... it's someone you don't date anymore which may or may not even be in reality like this is just all fake people right like mm-hmm. you're, it's not like they actually traveled back in time they're stuck in a purse somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah because macy goes like it's not real i'm just gonna take it <laughs> yeah why didn't they just take it <laughs> I like she is really concerned too when like his fake girlfriend asks for twenty dollars and he's giving it to her. She's like, You're really gonna give it to her? Like, <laughs> yeah, now that's just stuck in the purse. You think Josefina like opens her purse and there's like money in there? Like yeah. a melty twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Damn it, this always happens. Uh while they're in there, they start to he- hear a helicopter and uh they run into the next hallway and the door opens into Afghanistan. Which knows Afghanistan because it's piss yellow. Yeah. It is yellow as shit in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, like the super soft lighting makes this look really strange too. This is, I mean, this has just become a visual shorthand on a lot of things for like, this is the Middle East. It's yellow, but mm-hmm. it's super ugly. It's yeah. real ugly. Mm-hmm. So Jordan is getting really disturbed. He's clearly got some PTSD about the situation. They've talked about it on the show before. And he sees his translator there, um, who he says died because of him. So he gets really freaked out about that. Meanwhile, uh, Mel, Maggie, and Josefina are uh, talking about uh, the situation. Uh, she's like, well, they'll get out of this, uh, out of the purse uh, when I let them out or if uh, Jordan works out his issues. And uh, Maggie's like, well... Mel has been working on a recreation of the Book of Shadows, so when you let those two out of the out of your purse, then um, we'll let you take a look at it. You can't keep it, but you can look at it. <laughs> and she seems to agree to this, and it's like, okay, either she's dumb for being like, yeah, that sounds cool, even after making this big deal, or they're dumb being like, yeah, you can look at it, and uh, we'll trust that you won't <laughs> try and take it or anything. Yeah, it's both of them being kind of dumb and her just being very, le- very easily placated after like i've come here to get this book i'm gonna kidnap people like i don't care what it takes oh you can look at our new one though all right (laughs) oh all right after talking to you i guess it's cool (laughs) (laughs) so she tries to take them out of the purse uh but she gets burned and she's like yeah and that's when they throw in the clunk she burned yeah uh, that's when they throw in the clunky, like, well, I mean, like, unless someone is cursed, I mean, everything should be fine, right? <laughs> so uh, the spell's destabilized, and basically the purse is just going to keep melting, uh, and they're going to die if they don't get them out of there. <laughs> uh, cut to commercial. Introducing new Fruitomic Punch Gushers, with a taste that's going to drive you fruity. <laughs> and then when we come back, Mel is blowing a fan onto Josefina's magic bag. <laughs> blowing a fan on it to cool it off (laughs) she's like well i can't get them out without killing them i feel pretty bad about this i didn't really want to murder anyone over this all right super easy forgiveness like it's insane how just like yeah (laughs) we're we're so sorry whatever like I guess they got some of Fenric's, like, magic weed rock in there, because they're all just super mellow. (laughs) Uh, Maggie's like, why don't you ask your family for help in figuring this out? Um, And she's like, well, 
I can't because I was kicked out uh, because uh, I want to have powers, but I'm a trans woman. So here's where they get into some lore of the show. Apparently, I don't know if this is just prejudice or some magic rule or what, um, but it has something to do with biologically, biological females having powers, but males don't or trans women shouldn't or don't. I don't know. I don't know. Because um, Josefina can cast some, like, she can do potions and stuff, but she doesn't have, like, her power powers, which she wants to get from the Book of Shadows. Um, and she said her, said her family doesn't support her because she's not biologically female. I don't know if that's just because, like, they just don't approve of it, or it's not, it shouldn't happen, or it doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. She said they were supportive of her transition, but not having powers. <laughs> yeah. And you can't even really say, like, okay, saying that, like, only biological women can have powers is, like, a metaphor, because it's not a metaphor, it's, like, literally, like, anti-trans stuff, but just with magic added to it. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. I, it is a little better than, like, Kevin's stuff, which was just, like, add a book to the syllabus. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I talk to my roommates, and I save the day. Yeah. <laughs> now they aren't transphobic. <laughs> I feel like, though, this gets dropped in at a time and then, like, you no know, Mel and Maggie are all like, oh, we're so sorry. It's like, this is still someone who currently kidnapped your sister and now has her in a situation where she might die. Like, I don't feel like you should be that forgivy of this person right yet. Yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to kind of transition from one to the other, but at least, like, they're not heartless about it. I mean, it's good that they're like, all right. Let's try and fix this situation. They're, I guess they're trying to understand mm-hmm. why she's so desperate about this. Maybe next time, don't start with kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> so Maggie's like, well, how would you get them out if Jordan wasn't cursed? And so she starts mentioning a bunch of ingredients, uh, even though she just tried to grab the bag in the first place to get them out. But now there's some sort of spell involved. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, well, this sounds like black magic. And she's like, no, this isn't black magic. This is based in uh, Brujaria, which is uh, the basis of their magic, which I think is like um, witchcraft in Spanish, if I'm not wrong. Because I think Bruja is like witch. Yeah. So I, th- I think Brujaria would be. Yeah. Yeah, I know, because like, I said it wrong in a video recently. It was a Bruja. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just wasn't thinking that how it should be said Bruja. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been a while since they've started going into like the um, different uh, national, like international magic, different uh, cultural magic. Because mm-hmm. I remember them. Th- this was something they would bring up more often in early seasons, or the season one, and then I don't know how much in season two it came up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. So, um, Maggie and Mel uh, are wondering how many other magic relatives they don't know about. What else was their mom hiding? They She's never hid a relative from them before. Yeah, I thought it was weird. They were talking <laughs> all these things their mom hid from them. They don't mention Macy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, probably the biggest thing she hid from you. <laughs> I feel like the moms on both versions of Charmed get worse and worse with time because they have to keep adding things retroactively that they hid. And it's like, what was their moms doing? <laughs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> In a lot of original Charmed, I think a lot of it got tacked onto Grandma Ghost. 
<laughs> yeah, she's kind of, I don't think, she was horrible no matter what. <laughs> oh yeah, she was horrible, but it's like they kept adding to it. It's like, here's another horrible thing she did. <laughs> she was a horrible monster all along. <laughs> Back with Harry and Abigail, uh, they're bitching at each other. Um, and then uh, during the bitch fight, uh, Abigail finds a, a box in the floor. Like, she throws the floorboard aside, and there's a box in it. She opens it up. There's this purple amulet. And you're like, boom, smoke rock every day. <laughs> yeah. She touches it like a dummy. Like, she's like, oh, what's this? And like, even Harry's like, uh, don't. We don't know what it does. <laughs> Why the hell did you do that? They touch it. They blast back, and the weed amulet's got them. <laughs> like, whoa, man. Everything's cool. <laughs> Harry holds up a Harry 420 sign. <laughs> and Abigail's like, that's the first time I've ever seen someone do that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Harry 24-7. <laughs> um, the only thing Harry can think to test this out, like he's like, I think this thing's making us kind of unemotional and chill. Here, I'm going to grab a hot poker. Place this next to my face, please. <laughs> Why? That's that's what you do. <laughs> why would you, why would that be the first place you go to? Just shove this fire poker near my face. <laughs> Abigail, person I trust. Yeah. <laughs> so she puts it next to his face, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm not really worried about this. I don't have any like panic or anything. Like, I'm logical about this. It's turned mm. us into Vulcans, mm. I guess. We aren't now robots. <laughs> yeah." This does not compute. We do not have the bandwidth for this. <laughs> <gasps> so it turns out this amulet was what was keeping uh, Fenric at bay. And this kind of disappoints Abigail because Fenric was telling them that like he learned through meditation to control yeah. his demon side, all this other stuff. And she's, she feels this is kind of a loss. Like she, yeah. She's like, I was really looking forward to that meditation. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, maybe this could be a solution. Maybe this, uh, this witch weed amulet could maybe be something to help me control my demon size. Just take a hit off this rock every day. <laughs> yeah, this could be something. So, uh, Mel, Maggie, and Josefina, they're in the bunker. Uh, the bag is melting now. So they're trying to cool this off. Uh, Mel, at some point, Mel is like throwing her frost powers at it. Like, come on, gotta cool it off. <laughs> Uh, then we get back to Macy and Jordan in Afghanistan. Uh, Jordan's trying to save his translator. And they have the most, like, kind of cliched, like, he goes over to him and he's just like, hey, thanks for helping me get my green card. I gotta go on my last mission before my new life. Hope everything goes great. <laughs> and before he, gets, he doesn't even get in the car, he just gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> That was weird too. Like as he's dying in Jordan's arms tonight, you just see randos walking around like nothing's wrong. Like, duh, 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 duh. Like, I don't know. What? It's it's a war zone. Maybe they just that stuff happens. They're like on the base though. They're not going to just be like, oh, someone just got shot. Let's casually walk around. <laughs> it it might be they're used to hearing gunfire and didn't know someone got shot. I don't know. I think it's just because they didn't want anyone to actually come and be in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's also part of it. There's a way of writing the scene without going like, in th like within the span of a minute. Haha, but it is the last mission. I must go on my last mission before yeah. <laughs> my new life. Thanks a lot. <laughs> ah. yeah. It's definitely a casualty of not having enough time <laughs> for anything meaningful to be yeah. done here. So it just comes off kind of silly. Yeah, this could have been a good story, too, because there were a lot of stories like this coming from Afghanistan with people and the, their translators uh, mm. building relationships that way and getting green cards. And, like, there, there's 
interesting relationships between them that like could have been a really good part of uh jordan's backstory but i mean we just don't have enough time to really care and the story that they give us is like it's so by the numbers like it just could have been more yeah we have like a minute of this guy i think before he gets shot like barely even that yeah like you feel for jordan but he only gets like a few seconds Mm -hmm. like he's like he's a wreck about it and macy comes over and she's trying to like help him out but like she immediately afterwards they see like mortimer muffins over there and then they both take off so they don't really get any time to process any of this in the story yeah it's just immediately here's the next thing and then that overshadows this moment a lot (laughs) yeah well and i also feel like if the themes with jordan in this episode the PTSD versus like, can you be angry and, and connecting over race and all that. It's a lot of stuff to parse and the stuff with like, um, what happened to him in Afghanistan, I think it's overshadowed a little bit because they don't really go into it after that. No. Cause it's all I about mean, the Mortimer muffins stuff after this. Yeah. It does tie in a little bit to, I suppose, ending the cycle of violence. He does talk about that. So that could tie into that, at least. But yeah, just not a lot of time. Yeah. So they see Mortimer Muffins. There's like a door just standing in the middle of the desert. And I I wish there was more stuff like that, honestly, like the weird doors and stuff like this kind of fractured mind thing. Yeah, it's interesting seeing in... um, what was this mid 2000s the time period in afghanistan for him yeah somewhere around then seeing like mi- yeah yeah 2000s um afghanistan and then whatever time period mortimer muffins is from just standing there with the door in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. being all evil and mustachy yeah <laughs> he does look a little comical but <laughs> he does i like, they meet him back up on, like, the stage in the high school, which is another thing. It's like, oh, so we have, like, two locations, high school <laughs> and this desert. It's kind of like that other one where they were doing the weird fracture world where it was just the house and safe space. So. Yeah, they only had a few locations, but, I mean, it, it is at least kind of blending things together. Like, if you only have two sets, kind of an interesting way to do it. I just, I wish there was more to this than what we saw, and I wish everything didn't feel safe, I guess, in a way. Like, I wish there was more worry about what was behind every door, like what part of his life this might lead to. It just feels like setting it on the stage is because they had to do it, but there's nothing in the script or nothing that kind of connects to it in any way doing the stage production of it i feel like if this show had if this episode had just focused on inside jordan's mind and his story and they'd had time for all of this stuff and like some real production put into this it could be go like weaving through the high school weaving through afghanistan maybe you see some soldiers walking through the school just with the students at points or other things sort of mixing together from his life or like going into his boxing studio and um stuff like that and then you get to this climax where it's this play in different acts about his life and you get different people from the show maybe playing different parts like mel and maggie are also there but they're playing different parts in the play and you could Mm -hmm. get some really interesting stuff there while he's working these issues out in his head because that's what this is supposed to be 
You definitely could. And, like, I feel like the ending, like, I don't dislike it even being on the stage. It's just I don't like the presentation of what they did in the episode. No, they're just standing on the stage. Yeah, and it's all flatly lit. Like, you see everything. Like, I wish you had some dramatic, you know, spotlights on the things that were going on to highlight each moment and have some more tension behind it. Like, he feels like a need to jump in at some point to stop this from going the way it did before. And mm-hmm. Because it's just him and Macy standing up in the audience spot with the chairs, that like going, oh, well, you know, this this is what's going on. Like they, they don't seem yeah. worried. They feel like they have all the time in the world to do something or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's real weak. They um they could have thrown in a musical number or two. Yeah, get uh <laughs> get Maggie in there and uh, do it real like Riverdale style, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put on a whole big production here. Yeah. <laughs> Get some uh, get some buffiness in here, maybe. <laughs> you mentioned Buffy again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They could have done something. Um, but the fact that it's on a stage, it's just that just happens to be where they are. It just plays out like it did before, except on a stage, like you said, flatly lit. There's no like dramatic lighting to it in front of a curtain, which feels a little weird too, because you don't usually do the play in front of the curtain. You, the curtain opens up, and then you you do it on the stage. Mm-hmm. Again, like, it's kind of like that red curtain, too. You could, if you're going to have the curtain there, you could at least have some weird imagery going on behind it. Like, with lights. Oh, like shadows and stuff? Yeah, kind of like the Black Lodge. (laughs) Oh, man, they could have, you know, they could have done, they'd have, like, the shadows playing on the curtains with, like, the war stuff happening in the background yeah, or something st- stuff like that yeah fractured memories from his life stuff like that going on first aid kits flying through the air mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely have that in yeah there. <laughs> the audience throw instead of flowers like bouquets they throw first aid kits yeah <laughs> that would have been amazing if at once this was done the audience is suddenly there ovation first aid kits. yeah <laughs> very good We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. The dummy twins and uh, Josefina—they're—they're uh, they're trying to figure out how to get them out of there. Um, Maggie's like, I, "We know this fortification spell, but we couldn't quite figure out how to complete it." And uh, they're like, "We could use some brujeria to complete it." Um, so they need Josefina's help for that. Uh, we get another scene of Abigail and Harry talking stuff out, but they're all chill this time. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's talk about this logically, huh? Yeah. That's when uh, Fenric the Vile shows up, and uh, he's got the translation, and he's like, all right, I'm going to give it to you if you kill Abigail, Harry. And then he does, and we're all happy. The end. Yay. <laughs> so he still wants to be uh, ruler of the demon underworld, and he's like, all right, so do this, Harry. Do it, do it, do it. And Harry's like, well, explain it to me logically, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, apparently we're supposed to be worried for Abigail. They leave us hanging on this one. Um, so we go back to Maggie Mel and Josefina trying to figure out. I always want to say it. Josefina, like, put some gusto into it, you know, like, Josefina. <laughs> like, I don't know if, like, it sounds weird. Like, you know, when people who aren't Italian are like, they overemphasize the Italian words, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, calzone. <laughs> calzone. It's like, does Josefina sound weird or should we say Josefina? Yeah. I don't know. Let us know in the comments. Do we sound like weirdos? <laughs> I feel like they just said Josefina unless they were saying Josefina the whole time. And then we're like, ah, oh, we just misunderstood. But I, I'm pretty sure I heard her say Josefina. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> um, so they're trying to figure out this um, fortification spell. Um, 
Josefina decides she's going to take this time for some self-reflection. Like, they're like, they're going to die, and we're running out of time. And she's like, what if I'm not a real witch? <laughs> yeah. What, oh, what if what time if I can't do this? and place. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cannot pause right now. Yeah. We will talk about this later. Macy the bag is, is literally melting. Like, one of our sisters and uh, an acquaintance, I guess. And, uh, do we call <laughs> what him? What do a we friend? feel about Jordan at this point? Does Maggie care about him anymore? Yeah, it's the year of Maggie. Ticking clock here. <laughs> so Macy and Jordan they chase Mortimer Muffins back to the school. Uh, for people who don't remember Mortimer Muffins, by the way, that's the nickname that we have for uh, Jordan's ancestor that cursed him. Mm. I don't know if we explain that again. That's not his real name, but that's what we're calling him. <laughs> I feel like when he confronts him, too, that should have felt more powerful. This has been his story for a season and a half. Yeah. And, like, this is the culmination of it, and it fe it does feel weak. Mm -hmm. It feels like they're trying to wrap it up because they're like, we don't know what else to do with the storyline. It's fine to wrap it up, but give it some punch. His story could have not changed at all without this curse, just by virtue of him being a good person helping people out. It just doesn't, like, there were some things with the ghost, okay, but, like, for the most part, it's like, well, I mean, if he decided not to help out because there wasn't a curse, then he's just kind of a dick, right? But it seems like he's a good enough person that he wants to help. Yeah. I'm assuming he'll continue to help. Mm-hmm. You imagine next episode, like, <laughs> curse is over, see ya! <laughs> not my problem! <laughs> Yo, that sounds like your problem! <laughs> Peace out, witches. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they chase him back to the school. Um, Jordan's have, having some PTSD. He's kind of freaking out um, still. And um, Macy's like, well, you don't want to face Mortimer Muffins because you don't want to get angry. Um, and th they start getting into what we've talked about before. The fact that he feels like he has to be exceptional all the time. Like mm -hmm. he can't be angry. Um because that gives into what people expect. And also, like, I feel like for, for black people in particular, there's also this danger in being angry. Mm -hmm. Because uh, sometimes people are looking for any excuse. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's what they're talking about. And Macy is like, well, you should be angry because you have the right to be angry. Like, you know, you don't have to just keep carrying this burden all the time. Like, He's I know like, how you feel. You too, Macy. What? <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's this catharsis for both of them because mm -hmm. like she was being angry because he wasn't being angry it's like feel angry feel something yeah just think of that ex-girlfriend of yours and get angry <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is this they talk about his high school girlfriend but his girlfriend that he may or may not still have still not I'm not yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> all right man <laughs> Yeah, when I think of her, I just get so angry. That's why I just left and never called her again. Yeah. Does she still think you're going out? I don't know. She's like, I have the right to be angry. You're a jerk. Get out of my mind in a she, bag. Look, look, she she stole my first aid kit. Okay. Yeah. And then she stole my sweat. I can't even with people take my first aid kit. <laughs> ah! I'm in need of a guilt remover spell. So, uh, alright, so they follow, follow Mortimer Muffins and company. They're putting on a school play about his curse. And, uh, and then the witch that got killed and cursed him, she's like begging him to balance the scales of justice. To kill him. 
do it. Uh, back with Harry and Abigail, he's debating whether to kill her or not. <laughs> They're all sort of having this logical conversation about it. He's like, mm-hmm. well, she sort of keeps the <laughs> demon world at bay. And Fenric's like, yeah, but like, I could keep the demon world in line with logic. It's like, well, at this point, they know that this amulet does it. So like, why would he be any better of a choice than Abigail? Like, yeah. logically, they would all be equally logical. If you get get her doped up on rock, I guess she'd be logical too. <laughs> yeah, they would just be equally logical. Um, and Abigail's like, yeah, sure, this makes sense. Kill me, bro. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And uh, he's like, well, if there's no objections. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? He did it and then Fenric's in charge and that's how the show goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> this um, this might be part, some of her emotions actually seeping in. Um, She has been trying to kill herself uh, subconsciously a lot lately. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah. They've acted like it's kind of separate a lot of the time. But yeah, maybe this is the first time her whole self-admitting there's something like that going on yeah i think like she thinks like if she dies the world might be a better place i think that's part of what her, her logic in her mind yeah mm. but harry decides not to because the episode's gotta end sometime <laughs> <laughs> and um he just yoinks the translation easily from fenric the vile's hands yeah he's like i'll take that goodbye and then they, they orb out yeah, he's like, what are you going to do, kill me? And Abigail goes, no, we're going to do worse. Leave you here. <laughs> no! He does yeah. the big no. <laughs> he does the no. This was such a stupid, easy ending to this. Yeah, like, act like it's really like, oh no, I have to make the choice. Translation or Abigail. It's like, actually, why not both? Easy like, out. <laughs> actually, no. Yoink, yeah. bye. <laughs> there's not even a struggle he literally just walks over and gently grabs it from him it's not even like he kind of jerks away and he has to quickly grab it it's just Mm. like yeah Yeah. thanks bye (laughs) yeah and they stand there and explain it to him first for a bit like we're gonna leave you here (laughs) all right foiled Yeah, his no at the ending kind of seemed like an emotion to me. Yeah, yeah. What if he did it unemotionally? Yeah. What if he was just like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> Poo the vial. <laughs> Eeyore. Eeyore. Oh, does he say, oh, p- no, all bother is poo. Oh, yeah, but I was doing Eeyore. Oh, I see. We were see. We were doing two different impressions. Yeah. <laughs> see, Eeyore would be depression, and then Pooh yeah. would be what greed. Wh- which of the the seven deadly sins do I stand for? <laughs> bother, double bother. Anyway, um, so uh, Jordan stands up to Mortimer Muffins. They get into an old-fashioned fisticuffs match. Yeah. <laughs> Mortimer Muffins must have been a trained boxer, too. He holds his own against Jordan, <laughs> who really should have been kicking his ass, because I feel like old-timey mustache man probably not going to do too well against, like, Afghanistan war vet who's a trained boxer. <laughs> and Jordan goes for a big punch, and then Mortimer Muffins holds up a first aid kit. <laughs> no! <laughs> his one weakness. Ah! It's Achille- his Achilles heel. <laughs> Jordan's like, well, I can end the curse by killing you, but that's not going to end this cycle of violence that killed the the men in my family. So I I can't change the past, but I can change the future. I can stop this here. 
And it turns out that's what he needed to do. Um, <laughs> the witch lady whispers something in his ear and disappears, and the curse has ended! Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, there's a big, you know, thing looked over. Like, you know, he does kind of yell at the witch a little bit for, you know, <laughs> causing the premature death of so many people in his family. Yeah. But it's it's <laughs> glanced over pretty large. <laughs> yeah. And, and just, you know, like, a 30 second speech convinces her of that, too. Like, oh, yeah, it's kind of wrong to kill all those people that weren't responsible for my death all these years. <laughs> my bad. Curse over in order to make up for the fact that um that she that his family was cursed because she was killed by this witchfinder general guy mm-hmm. all he had to do was not kill anyone yeah did his the men in his family kill people well they didn't make a 30 second speech to her in a mind bag did, I mean, like, to say, like, you have to balance the scales of justice to end this curse, and what does that mean? Like, the, he thought it meant, like, go out and, like, kill demons or whatever, but that's just continuing well, the that's cycle of she, violence. Which, yeah, but that's what he was being made to do by her and her little She told quest. him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not balanced anything. She's way off balance with what <laughs> she's done. <laughs> now she's gonna have a curse of her own. Did it make any sense to you that this was the actual witch, either? Because everything else was fake up to this point. Yeah, I mean, it might have been a a visual representation of what was happening. You know, like, that's because he was cursed, that's all that was needed to lift the curse. Like, it wasn't necessarily the witch, that's just, like, in his mind, the visualization of the curse being lifted. I thought the actual witch had to lift the curse and think his mind could do it. Well, I mean, he did what was required to lift the curse, so I guess maybe just magically it went away. Yeah, but if he didn't convince the actual witch, what changed anything? Well, because they don't have to, like... Because you can lift curses and spells by saying the right spell or doing the thing that ends it. You don't necessarily need to hang out with the person who cast the spell, right? But So the witch, who doesn't seem like this would be her solution at all, <laughs> was said, like, if he just chooses to be good, it's over. Which is kind of what he is doing anyway. <laughs> this feels like they were like, we were saddled with this from season two and we don't want to do it anymore. The mm. end. <laughs> It's sort of, um, it had potential to be something, but it, it's just too quick and easy. Yeah. I, I feel like there could have been some revelation, too, that this was at least the actual witch or something somehow in here as well. May, and that would also have given it more Why weight. Why would she be in the magic bag, though? I don't know, but that's the way the episode acted like it was. They just yeah. acted like this was the actual witch. Yeah, that's true. She's a ghost. She could be anywhere. Yeah. You gonna tell her where to go? <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghost. I don't know. Maybe she was hanging out in his head the whole time. Yeah. Like you have a witch ghost <laughs> in your head and for through generations. She's inside his mind. <laughs> ah. I have no idea. Um, so uh Harry and Abigail are at Abigail's place and she's acting smug. They're talking about uh how the amulet wouldn't have worked anyway, because there's no shortcuts to redemption. You gotta do it yourself. Harry needs to use her elevator to leave for some reason. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. How did he just orb out? Yeah, I'm gonna slowly take the elevator so that I can tell you stuff as the doors close. (laughs) It's the only reason he does that. 
Yeah. I don't know. It was I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, then we have Macy and Jordan in the backyard. Uh, I guess the others got them out of the bag off screen. <laughs> we don't see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they got, or they the, got key. the key. Yeah, they got the key, so they did nothing. So they just, they were just sitting around doing nothing until they got themselves yeah, out. This yeah, whole brouhaha stuff, they yeah, meant nothing. <laughs> they accomplished nothing. It was just Jordan and Macy that got themselves out. What was the fortification spell supposed to do? Just make sure that it didn't melt? Maybe that's what they were doing? Yeah, I guess they're just trying to keep the bag from overheating. That's what fortification would mean, right? I thought they were trying to get them out, but maybe no. that was it. Just help them survive till they solved it themselves. Yeah, just get the magic fan on the bag. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so uh, they're bonding with each other over their shared experiences. We talked about that uh, earlier in the podcast. <laughs> scroll scroll back through the episode scroll and maybe <laughs> scrub through the the podcast refresh yourself you'll be quizzed on the topic at the end go inside your mind bag <laughs> um jordan's like um so are we gonna be friends now <laughs> and uh they find out that they can touch because the curse has ended so they have a nice hug yeah. I thought they were going to kiss. It kind of seems like they were like getting a little close in the scene. <laughs> Just Harry in the window crying. Oh. Honestly, like what they've been doing with Harry and Macy right now, like the Jordan and Macy stuff was more had more chemistry <laughs> to be honest. But I think it's just like they have the, they're in a weird place with Harry and Macy. I think they can steer it out of it, but right now they've been super boring. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one time where we liked them together. We did. I wish they went back to that because yeah. I think it'd, it'd be nice. Um. So yeah, they have a nice hug. I'm glad they didn't go in a romantic way with Jordan and Macy though, because it is nice to see a platonic friendship yeah. in uh, this show and not like a weird like. I'm using you, jerking you around thing that seems to be going on with Maggie, because it's yeah. her and Jordan, it's kind of kind of shitty. Yeah, it's both of them, too. It's like, he was shitty, too, with his girlfriend, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we don't know. We still don't know with that. It's <laughs> weird. The show's never addressed that. But yeah, now she's just being a jerk if he's single. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, it seems like they're, they're actually friends, unlike him and Maggie. <laughs> yeah, I don't see... They barely have any interaction together now that they're not romantic. Maybe that says something about their relationship and that they didn't really have a lot in common except for when they were dating, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, Josefina's leaving. She's like, hey, sorry, buds. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about the kidnapping and almost murder. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> and Maggie's like, hey, you can stay, though, if you want. So welcome to the cast. <laughs> So I guess uh, she's going to be a thing now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what they'll do with her. She did some dumb stuff in this episode, but it was supposed to be dumb. So I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what her character's like, because mm -hmm. I, I don't think we have a good grasp on who she is yet. But Not the best way to try and ingratiate you to a new character. That's going to be a permanent one, though. Yeah, yeah, but... People make mistakes. She could be fine. I don't know. You, you can almost kill kidnapping. someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, the kidnapping wasn't accidental. The murder was almost accidental. Yeah, the, the murder was almost accidental. <laughs> the kidnapping was on purpose. That, that was Who hasn't kidnapped plan. their cousin? Yeah. Who hasn't kidnapped their cousin when they're trying to steal a book? Yeah. <laughs> Happens. Look, I'm just going to hold someone hostage. <laughs> 
give me a buck. Yeah, yeah that's why I thought she was younger, because it kind of seems like something like a dumb kid would do, but... <laughs> <laughs> and she does look pretty young, but... I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll see what she's like. Um, I mean... We liked their dad, so sometimes they have relatives that were like, yeah, they're kind of cool. Let's see what they're doing. <laughs> then they have Marisol. Can't all be winners. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she's on the cast. Um, Harry is translating the tablet, and Macy shows up, and Harry's like, yeah, the tablet, whatever, but now I know I won't understand what it's like to be a black woman. Yeah, uh, but the the tablet, maybe we could... T- I just don't understand what it's like to be you, Macy. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I just needed you to say that. It was just kind of weird to be like, what the tablet say? Yes, I understand now everything. I'll never understand what it's like to be you. And it's <laughs> like, okay, but she was asking about this tablet. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of is important, though. Like, yes, this is very nice and sweet, but this is kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> they always do this, though. They act like the important thing can be put on hold. And they're like, well, I got to go to school. I don't care if one of yeah, my sisters is dying. <laughs> they, they don't know how to integrate these things into scenes where stuff... Like, you don't want to, like, halt something or, like... It's good that they're trying to integrate things together, but it's like they just stop in the middle of a scene to do something and then go to yeah. the next plot thing. Yeah, you can have their normal life happening, but you don't just have, like, someone in peril and then them go, Well, I need to do real life right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's nice that he uh, says, I won't understand what it's like to be you because mm-hmm. I can't have the same experiences and I understand that. And I think like that's important in relationships, especially interracial relationships, to be like, there's just some things you inherently cannot understand from not living those experiences. You just have to be there for them and listen to them. So yeah. you can't just be the expert on everything. And then Harry goes, but it's not easy to be me. (laughs) (laughs) And he does that. (laughs) They do the hands in the air allergy thing again. And like, it stops having any meaning when you just keep doing it. When they hold their hands in front of each other Mm. with the little sparks. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) Harry phone home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, this episode's starting to run long. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, uh, we do need to still translate that tablet, so how about we do that? So um, <laughs> Macy, like, reads off some stuff, he reads off some stuff, the tablet glows, and then, oops, all scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> There's scorpions all over the place. Yeah, like, besides the very beginning when uh, Josefina throws them in the bag, you get, like, two shots of, like, Jordan and Macy with her right at the end with the scorpions. Like, they don't converse at all about the fact she threw them in that bag. Yeah, maybe maybe they should discuss this stuff. (laughs) But that's the end of the episode. Uh, Phelan, who's your Margoyle? Um... Tough choice. <laughs> yeah. I think I know who you're going to go for, but... <laughs> Do you... uh, I'm going to go with the the witch. Which witch? The, the witch, the... um, what, what did we ever learn? Her, the one that cursed Jordan. Oh, the, the witch that cursed Jordan? I don't remember her name. Yeah. That, that one, okay. Yeah, is that No, I thought, thought you were going to go with Josefina, honestly. <laughs> I was close with that, but honestly, I'm thinking about how dumb that was. That is just like she killed all these people in his family, 
for all these years and then yeah. all she really needed was him to go hey why don't we just stop this let's all be cool why can't we be friends all oh, right yeah yeah that's great okay curse done hey well how about we don't kill people oh all right yeah so easily solved that's pretty dumb i'm gonna go with because I think, like, probably the dumbest actions were from Josefina. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly find her a loser. I just think, like, she's dumb. What she did in this episode, though, <laughs> starting out. It was, it was kind of dumb, but I think the standout loser to me is Mortimer Muffins. <laughs> it's just by virtue of being Mortimer Muffins. It's not anything in particular that he does. He's just a silly old-timey man with a mustache, <laughs> and that's very funny to me. And especially because he's so important to Jordan's story. But it's just so silly. Yeah. He's just so silly looking. Snidely whiplash looking guy. Yeah, he might as well be like, I trained at Harvard. Yeah. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got both sides of Jordan's little feud there. It's the standout losers. Yeah, real real uh, Margoyle family. <laughs> yeah. <here. laughs> uh, which I guess makes Jordan the winner of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite of a Margoyle? The the Cargoyle is the winner of the episode. The car- <laughs> who's the, the Margoyle? Who's man. the Cargoyle? Yeah. yeah, who's the Carman? Is Carman a, a Cargoyle? Is yeah. <laughs> is Carman a winner, or would he be? I feel like he would have been a Margoyle a lot if we'd been doing Margoyle during this <laughs> season. He was the winner in the fact that we turned him into something when he was nothing. <laughs> If we ever think of a winner in an episode, I guess it'll be the car man. Who's the car man? <laughs> so overall, what are your feelings on this episode? A few good ideas, but executed poorly. They mushed <laughs> too much together and sped through some things that could have been done. It, much better if they had been given time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was just too rushed. Um, I liked some of the ideas. I just feel like this could have been three separate episodes, so... I didn't hate it. It's just, I don't think it's very, um, it doesn't give me a lot of satisfaction watching it. I I think too, I don't know, if you're going to have Josefina throw them in the bag and accidentally endanger Macy and Jordan's life, uh, she needs to be more apologetic about it. (laughs) They probably should have had a a denouement with the two of them, perhaps. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The three of them, I mean. Because, like, the way they just blow by it and the episode bothered me (laughs) yeah they they should have again that comes down to a time issue like there's lots of things they could have done there that they didn't they could have introduced josefina in one episode and then um have her be kind of sneaky like you think like oh this is cool but she's hiding something she's really trying to steal the book of shadows and it turns out she like doesn't trust their family but she was trying to steal it and then the end of the episode she ends up uh, accidentally trapping those two in the purse. And then you get the purse episode. And then by the end of that, you get like the, uh, you get the wrap up where they discuss all these issues, what she had, the problems she had with the family, um, her own personal story, stuff like that. And then um, the Abigail Harry stuff could have been its own separate thing. Not necessarily connected to that. I think you should have planted her in the background as someone at the school first. And then suddenly she's important. I mean, it could have yeah. almost been like... She could have been Kevin, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. She could have basically been Kevin. You think she's not that important, then, you know, suddenly you find out she's their cousin. And all this gets explained. You think that they were thinking about doing something like that with Kevin, and then they're like, we don't like this, so we're going to yeah. do something else? Possibly, yeah. 
Maybe. I feel like it's it's noteworthy that they have two uh, trans actors in the main cast or supporting cast. I guess they're not main characters per se mm-hmm. uh, of a show. And um, for a mainstream show to have that and uh, not a show that's specifically focused on LGBT stuff, because I think like maybe Pose or some other shows might have had that. But um, I don't know. I feel like that's noteworthy. It's just um, Kevin really hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. So I guess some points? (laughs) (laughs) I think that about wraps it up for the 50th episode of Schwab. Whoa, what an exciting time. That's why we went long. Yeah, that's totally why. Extra long, jam-packed, action-packed episode (laughs) of Schwab. Let's end it. Let's end it. All right. (laughs) If you guys enjoyed our 50th episode celebration, uh, you could uh, give us a congratulatory uh, like or subscribe or review. Uh, You can find us in audio form at anchor.fm or other podcast uh, playing places (laughs) uh, under Charmed Hard with a Vengeance or Charmed Rewind. You can find us on YouTube under youtube.com slash movie nights the series or youtube.com slash Felix. You can support our stuff on Patreon at patreon.com slash movie nights or patreon.com slash Thanks to Peter Hunter for editing the podcast for us. And you can find him on Twitter at Pretor Hunter. Phelan, what hashtags should we use? Hashtag mind bag. <laughs> Hashtag uh, quantum Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag happy 50th, Schwab. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think they're doing yet another break after the last week break <laughs> and then continuing on the, the 25th or something are they changing days of the week no that's a sunday i think sometime soon they might be changing days of the week i don't know if i made that up in my head but sometime in the near future Sh- charmed might be on a different day of the week yeah but for now uh, we're gonna be heading out so we'll see you next next week charmanders <laughs> bye <laughs>